Hey! Hola! Welcome back. This is part two of our Glastonbury Roundup episode, episode 16 of Tracks. I'm Tim. And I am Harry. And these are our memories of what was the most amazing four days, five days ever. If you haven't listened yet, part one contains Wednesday, Thursday, Friday thoughts. We're going into Saturday and Sunday. The biggest days, arguably. Yeah. The best days for me. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to two. I mean, God, I couldn't be bothered to listen to one, so <laughs> you're doing better than me. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Yeah, please do. Please, please enjoy, enjoy it, it, guys. God's sake! <laughs> we'll see you on the other side of it. Flip side. Shall we begin? Saturday morning, Tim, and we're giving up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are. (laughs) Crack open the beer. I'll tell you what, listeners. Rubbish sound effect, by the way. It was already open, Tim. There's an irony in this. And the irony is that of the four or five mornings we were at Glastonbury... Harry was the last one up every single morning, so the idea of Harry being like, oh, morning, guys. <laughs> Never. That's Everyone sat outside fair. eating breakfast All The thing is, because I would idealistically like to stay in my sleeping bag for a bit longer, especially when there's nothing on at the moment, I would just wait to see until I could hear everybody's voice yeah. and hear they're all up and then I'll get up. But there was one morning where... Because I hate to miss stuff. There was one morning where Jack said to me, is Harry in there? And I was like, I think so. <laughs> and I had to shout you to see if you were, like, if you'd just gone off. Yeah. Gone off. <laughs> oh, he's gone mouldy. <laughs> oh, shit. When was we didn't the... put him in the fridge. Sorry, we've missed the, when was the morning that um, Jack and Hannah had gone to sleep? And I said. I think it, yeah, I think that might have been one of the, I think they had a nap. It wasn't yeah. a, because we all, oh, it, it was, it was the heavy bag day. No, it was oh, the right. really heavy bag day. Uh, and we all came back and had a bit of a nap because we were so exhausted. And um, I, some, I think someone... I think Hannah said, we had such a long nap, that was so nice. And Harry said, I wish you never woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds terrible. But what I meant was... As soon as they wake up, we've got to go and start doing things. <laughs> I just wanted to stay. Not just, napping. I hope you were both dead. <laughs> uh, oh, it was amazing. So we were all up for it on Saturday. Up um, for it. We knew that, that on the main stage there was going to be a lot of bands that we were going to see in a row. Uh, but before that, we went to see our gals, The Big Moon. Uh, Tim's wearing the shirt at the moment. Representing, and they were great. It was again an, a, another little proud moment of seeing them up there. Um, I know. I feel a real ownership of yeah. Big Moon. I saw I saw some people dancing. And I was like, uh, but you're not. You know, you don't love them like I do. <laughs> Hold up, they don't love me like I love you. <laughs> That's what I just wanted to they sing to the band. Like I love you. Not out. Um. So they were great. Good way to start the morning. Two They're o'clock brilliant. actually. Two, two An excellent p.m. cape. Probably the best cape I saw over yeah. the weekend. She had a hood on, yeah. kept covering her face. Big, silver, glittery cape, the yeah. lead singer, and kept putting it over her face and just doing like some Way little beyond. dances. Oh, it was good. It, it was, was so good. It was very nice. Yeah. Um, And they really... Um, Williams Green, that is, isn't it? Yeah. That tent. We saw some acts there that didn't pack out that tent. Mm. Again, a proud moment. I kind of looked around. It was only two o'clock in the afternoon. People were kind of milling about, but they they really quite filled yeah, the tent. Like before they'd started as well, which yeah. when we went to the other bands there, it took a little bit to get people in there. Yeah. But so people it's... were there to see the big moon. So well done, guys, again. Our guys. Love you very much. Friends of the show, the big moon. <laughs> <laughs> Always will be, our day ones. <laughs> so it was on to the main stage. and um... For a bit of a marathon. Yeah. So first up. Wolf Alice. Wolf Alice. Lovely, 
lovely Wolf Alice. And I don't, I don't like to go down this uh, no. line of inquiry on the podcast, but lovely, lovely Wolf Alice. An absolutely phenomenally beautiful woman. Um, but not only that, the band are exquisite. Yeah, really great. Um, and that, again, for them, playing the main stage at Glastonbury, huge. Well, what was interesting um, is obviously you were there last year, but you didn't see them. I remember watching footage of last year's Glastonbury mm. and seeing them play, I'm not quite sure what stage, but a much smaller stage. And they in a tent or outside? Uh, I think it was outside. But no album since then, so it's just, I feel like, force of live shows, which is a really impressive thing, you know? Often you get the big slots because you just brought out a big hit album, and obviously the the first Wolf Alice album was a big hit, but to climb the ladder like that, hats off to them. You know, they must mm. be doing something really great live, and I thought they really were great live. One of my favourite songs of last year, Bros, killed it. Yeah. That was brilliant. They were great. It's really good. During that set came my biggest regrets of the weekend. Yes, yes, yes. Another. God, I really hesitate to just. I'll sound like weird, sleazy guys, but it's not. We just happen to like female bands. Well, they're friends of the shows as well. Friends of the show, Heinz, walked past us. Like, literally uh, a couple centimetres behind us. We were watching Wolf Eyes, and then I looked at Harry, who was stood to my (laughs) left, and then I saw over his shoulder (laughs) Carlotta closing in on us and I went it's Heinz it's Heinz it's Heinz 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 Harry Heinz Heinz Harry Heinz 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 and before I knew it they had gone and I they trucked on past us didn't they getting through the mud and I hadn't had enough drinks to be confident enough to introduce myself or say anything so under my breath all I said was Viva Heinz rubbishly and I was just thinking for the rest of the day I was just like oh we should have done something we should have just said and then we Viva Heinz we'll get on to it later but we saw them the next day and even during that so all i could think was oh we could be mates by now <laughs> like, we could have had a drink and had a yeah. little laugh not from a weird point of view i would like it'd be so good to be mates with them they seem yeah. like the funniest people in the world i would have thrown away the rest of that day just sat with them <laughs> i know and then i saw loads more pictures on twitter of other people meeting them at the pyramids and it's like yeah. fuckers just because you have self-confidence and, <laughs> and a drink <laughs> I hadn't drunk enough. I have neither of those things. I've got a problem. <laughs> um, madness. Yeah. Wolf Alice into madness. Yeah, madness were brilliant. They he's were a great performer, isn't he? I mean, Sucks. he's been doing it for so long. He, I laughed so much. It was like a stand-up set. Yeah, they were so funny. When he had, he had this um kind of really tight mask that he oh, just he, like, put, put over some his tights face on his head. <laughs> That, and his face was just ugly for a bit and then every now and then it would like pop open a bit and well, he'd rip it open but before that he came out in like a wig and like a big buttoned up like um, yeah. pea coat and I he had like his arms out and I thought maybe he's doing like a Liam Gallagher impression yeah. I couldn't really work out what he was doing but it was funny and like uh, the saxophone player was hilarious there was like a weird little man who came on and uh, did like a bit of karaoke yeah I can't remember what he sang. I can't remember. But it was so funny. And then there was a really lovely moment at the end where all of the band's like children and grandchildren and everything yeah. came out on stage and danced. And it's a great vibe, isn't it? Just a big. It was, it was so fun. They put a smile on my face like I cannot describe. It must be love, love, love. And then they finished Madness, and the mood was so high, and we thought, we're going to go and have a little toilet break. We're in such good spirits, we're like walking down 
The path up to the pyramid stage is probably the muddiest bit of the whole site. Yeah, big puddle, massive puddle. Yeah. But puddle. we like walk down this, everyone's singing, everyone's dancing, everyone's so happy. We get to the toilet cubicles, and for me at least, poof, my day has a big old roadblock in it. Um, I'm I, yeah. I'll start it off by just quickly saying, okay, you you won't get amazing toilets at Glastonbury. Um, maybe the first couple of days or the first day, they're all right. Um, if you're if you walk into a cubicle and there's a big log of poo to the left of it. You're one on of the, the rim. Lu- yeah, you're one of the lucky ones. I mean, yeah. that's a good toilet because the rest of them sometimes are horrendous. Yeah. Um. So, Tim, so, please go on from there. I went up to the cubicles, queued, walked in. They have like a little latch, like on a garden fence or something. Yeah. If you can kind of picture that. So I've got my back to the toilet, which is behind me, put the little latch down, turn round, and there is a huge volume <laughs> of diarrhoea shit everywhere. All over the bowl, all over the seat, all over everything. But I think to myself, I only need a wee. It's going to go straight through the middle of this. This will be fine. So I turn around, have a wee, and I do not have a weak stomach at all, but as I'm weeing, I feel myself go, (laughs) and I'm like, oh my god, this is horrible, just finish and go, and I finished weeing, and pretty much immediately, (laughs) I, I was sick, I was horrendously were you Projectile sick into sick. the toilet bowl? Whatever you call it. I I feel like our listeners do not need this <laughs> illustration. But it no. did not all go in the bowl. Okay. It mixed in with... <laughs> <laughs> That's enough of that. Um, so that ruined your day and you went off... I went and... Upset. Yeah, and so there's looking. like a row of like five and I was on the furthest to the left. Mm-hmm. So I left that. Oh, the poor person behind you. Oh, God, imagine it. Because <laughs> imagine if they thought it was all me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, a massive. Bump. I only topped it off. <laughs> <laughs> but then I just like went and leaned on the end of the row of cubicles for a few minutes. Yeah. And then I returned to try and find you guys after a hand wash. Yeah. And I was in a bad mood by this point. Yeah. I thought you were going to quit. I'm just gonna quit. Gonna go home. Give me the car keys. <laughs> See you later. See you later. Um, but you went off to the tent to clean your teeth. Yeah, I needed a. I needed to brush my teeth at the very least, mm. and uh, preferably I needed one of those like Men in Black mind erasers, yeah. so I could just forget everything that happened in said cubicle. Uh, so yeah, I went off to the tent, and I feel like the <laughs> the more interesting anecdote from this part of the day comes from you because you went see Last Shadow Puppets yeah a band that I really really like and they brought a new album out this uh, year which I've talked about on the podcast and it's very good I definitely am more of a fan of the first but obviously with the length of time that's 2008 that came out so I've had a lot of time with it Yeah, and they played a lot of songs from that album and oh did they yeah and they were amazing like to have the full kind of um I don't know if it's as much as an orchestra or such, but... Yeah. Um, a brass ensemble. Yeah, and some strings and some beautiful strings. Um, it was really, really quite something, especially yeah. up on the main stage. And to yeah. see Alex out there, yeah. like, come on. You know, he puts on a bit of a show. He's a yeah. bit of a knob. But like, I love it. Yeah. Like we were discussing, I, I'm i not a big Last Shadow Puppets fan. They're not really my thing. And I find them both quite irritating. But... Over the you weekend, Miles Kane irritating because I don't think he's he just kind of sits in the I just back. find him a bit talentless. And talentless? I feel like I feel like he would That's quit it all just else. to be in a Beatles tribute act. <laughs> wow, he's just a he, he annoys me. I don't know why. There's just something. There's a smugness about Miles especially Kane. when they're together. Do you think he's riding on the coattails of Alex? Do you know what? 
I like him much more when he's on his own. I saw him once in... You don't like their romance. No, I saw him once in Kingston, and I thought he was very good. Uh, new slang. And even actually before um, Finsbury Park, Arctic Monkeys, mm. I quite enjoyed his set there. There's something about him being around Alex Turner that they just suddenly become these smug... They love each other. These smug, entitled princes of indie music. And it's like... <laughs> You make really boring albums. The last Shadow Puppets, you think they're boring? I found them really boring. That I, first, that first Shadow Puppets album is is like, it's interesting, guys, because um, despite the fact that we do this podcast together, and by virtue of it, we spend a lot of time together, we don't kind of spend this kind of condensed time together, and we had a few musical differences over the weekend. Yeah. And The Last Shadow Puppets was probably one of the first. Yeah. I had... If I could possibly have picked an entire weekend, an entire moment in the weekend, for Sick Gate to occur, and someone for me to miss, Last Shadow Puppets would have been right up there. It almost sounds like I made it up, but I didn't. <laughs> I think you made it up. I made it up. <laughs> there was no sick. The toilets are actually lovely. Yeah. Um, no, I think they're just a really great band to listen to especially live but that first album what, yeah, is one thing I was disappointed by was um, it was so new at the time that there was nothing yeah. really around that was kind oh, yeah. of yeah Soviet Russian music is really new in 2008 no it was new at the time like I said yeah. no one was doing it at that time yeah no one was doing it then because they'd done it 30 years prior it's shut better. up but um what I was going to say is <laughs> I hate you <laughs> going to say was that um, you know strings and brass in instrumentation I didn't really see any of that all weekend so that is something that I was disappointed by because it sounds like as a kind of uh, a musical experience with a lot of depth and a lot of interesting instruments adding a lot to kind of a, a standard band hmm. I feel like I am disappointed that I missed that because I didn't really get that from anywhere yeah, it was else really- a beautiful thing to be yeah. around that. so that I really would have liked to have seen who was the better dressed in your opinion because I've seen both outfits I mean are you going um... the thing is I love Alex Turner but he looked like one of the desperate housewives <laughs> women <laughs> he, he looked like give a damn big, these big give a um, damn yeah high waisted jeans high waisted like, jeans with these big like flared uh, like trousers with no um no socks or anything just these little shoes and then this big white kind of jacket that he kind of he hung was kind over of swinging his shoulders around, yeah from what i've seen and that he the way he hung it made his uh, body seem really like long like his shoulders were really long and you know, you're looking at him and, and I, I don't know my reaction it's kind of a <laughs> you bed end yeah but uh kind of i've loved you for so long I don't. I'm. I'm so past the. Oh, he's so over. He's so up himself. Blah blah blah. I just think oh, I've known you for so long. Yeah. I love you. I love all the stuff you've done. I think I'm not offended yeah. or anything by all of the course. stuff he does. And I think something I've uh, mentioned on the podcast before is, regardless of whether I think his various outfits are good or not, I really appreciate a musician who will just rock a look yeah. and. It's not like he looks weird or bad, is it? It's just like it's a bit. I mean, it does look weird. Sometimes. It does look weird and bad. What he was wearing, <laughs> what he was wearing on Saturday no, was weird it's, and it's bad. It's not like he came on with like um, some badly fitting trousers and some shoes oh, no, that they were too big. And no, stuff. no, they fitted him well. Yeah, I mean, so. he still looked good in his own right. Do you know what it looked a little bit like? What? It looked a little bit like um, someone who's like trying to get over a heartbroken heartbreaking relationship by wearing his girlfriend's clothes <laughs> oh, she used to wear this <laughs> which I have not done is that done. why you're wearing a dress <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shut up 
Um, it did. He looked like he was wearing his girlfriend's clothes. Yeah, it was. It was a little which strange. is interesting though, because I know that in like in the past few years in Topshop and whatever, you've been able to buy like boyfriend fit jeans yeah, for yeah. women. So maybe that's the new thing: girlfriend fitting clothes for men. Yeah, and he does pull it off. I don't like his slick back hair. It's a bit too long. Yeah. Again, I'd, I'd let him have some fun. I, I'll I just, let him do absolutely whatever he wants. But just leave, like, let's not yeah. tell him to not do it yet, Tim, because no, we have the power. Yeah, no, do everything. <laughs> what What was your favourite era, Alex Turner? Ah, oh, it's weird because I've always I've liked every step, although not at the time. So when Humbug came around, I wasn't a fan. Just wasn't, and I didn't like the hair. But then, like maybe the year, a couple of years after that, I started to really love that era. When he and now Humbug is my favorite. His long, slightly curly hair. Yeah, yeah, I liked that. That was my favorite. But the the period just before that second album, that's when I was asking um, for the, for my hair to be yeah. like that. And uh, it's always kind of gone on. Humbug is now my favorite period of theirs. My or, favorite or of theirs. I'm not even really sure if it's. Um, it might have just been a costume rather than a look. But I'm still gonna go for it. I think I'm gonna say the coolest he ever looked is in the Cornerstone video. Yeah, holding his little um, his little red, like tape recorder tur- thing. He's got like a red roll neck jumper, quite long hair, his little headphones, a tiny little silver mic, and he kind of does his little shimmy towards the camera. I mean, he's fantastic. In that. Oh, he looks fucking brilliant. <laughs> like, I loved him then. All right, go back to that. Alex. Yeah. Yeah, not this little slick back in your tit high jeans. <laughs> um, yeah, I missed him. So what am I talking about for so long? Yeah. Well, anyway, I I this festival can't be bad if you see Alex Turner there. So I very much enjoyed that. And um, and then we were waiting around. And then I returned. The yeah. prodigal son returned from a little sit down and a toothbrush. <laughs> uh, and who did we see after that? Tame. Of course. Impalar. Same blah, blah. <laughs> and what a show it was. Was that the 8 o'clock kickoff? That yeah. Was, yeah. It was funny because um, for reasons unbeknown to any of us, we had spent the whole weekend singing if And I know that I'll be happier And I know you will too And because uh, our comrade Jack doesn't like currants at all, yeah. So it was kind of funny to just annoy him with probably the cheesiest song of the whole yeah. album of Currents. Although I love that song, I do. And I, I, I told everyone the day before they will play eventually, mm. and he wasn't having it. But I, f- I didn't know it was a, it brought out as a single. Yeah, and um, it's a great track. I love it. Really, there's some amazing parts in it when it kind yeah. of just stops and sh- comes in again. It's a very, very huge, good song. Huge. And they they kicked off. They did. They was it the first song? They had a bit of a <laughs> spray of um... that was so funny. Like um, me and Jack made a joke of it at the time because their first song they came out and the confetti cannons went off yeah. and they did like a seven minute rendition of what was it? Was it let it, let it happen? Yeah, they started with. Yeah, and um, when it finished, we were like, "Thank you and good night," because it <laughs> felt like the last song as well. Yeah, like it, they went too big too early, and they brought the cannons out quite a few times. The cannons were going times. off all day, <laughs> to the point where I, I started. I don't like taking pictures of gigs at all, but mm. when the cannons went off like the ninth time, and I'd seen the Bowie <laughs> sign on now. the top of the pyramid stage with the confetti yeah. coming down, I was like. Oh, I've yeah. seen this perfect picture so many times I can't not take a picture now. Quick shout out to Glastonbury for doing the kind of... Uh, they had a big circle above the main stage, the pyramid stage, and it was the... The, um, the Bowie lightning bolt. Yeah, with Prince's eye yeah. inside, and it was a, a really, really nice thing. Nice yeah. little touch. Yeah. Because you're always looking at it when you're yeah. at the main stage. And there were a lot of Bowie, specifically a lot of Bowie tributes. Yeah. Over the weekend. Scattered around. Especially, uh, sadly, I missed them 
both apparently on the Friday at the John Peel stage after the last act there was a big Bowie tribute okay. and then on the Saturday there was a big Prince tribute I was only there for the Sunday when there was a big John Peel tribute which was also great but um, yeah there was a, a huge homage paid to Zavid yeah. good um, but back to Tame in Pilar um, people are going to think we actually think they're called Tame in Pilar at yeah. this stage <laughs> oh, they are <laughs> Tame in Pilar. It rhymes with Kevin Parker. <laughs> Tame in Pilar, like Kevin Parker. Yeah. Wow. Mind blown. Um, so, yeah, Confetti they. Cannon gone off they started, head. they played a great mix of all the three albums. Uh, they did, I think they did enough for Jack to be pleased. Um, yeah. I think, he, did he not. No, it was, I think, Foles. He said they played the perfect set. Um, he Tame didn't, Impala, He didn't say that at all. He was. What he said about Foles was that they played um, Total Life Forever, which made up for them playing stuff that he didn't like. Oh, I thought he said they played... It was their perfect like set of songs. Oh, maybe. But he, there was definitely songs he didn't like in there. Oh, because he said Total Life Forever often isn't played, in yeah, didn't he? Yeah, I think he said it's the first time since Reading 2008. Wow. And he's a historian, so... Yeah. <laughs> he's seen Foles a lot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to Tame Impala. <laughs> Tame Impalumpa. Um, they played a great mix of uh, songs yeah. from old to new. I luckily to borrowed to blue. <laughs> I do like the current album, not as much as the other two, um, but I do like it enough to know all the songs and yeah. stuff. And it's always good when you watch a band and you know everything played and stuff. Yeah, plus otherwise you're kind of standing there. You know, the songs you don't. It's brilliant. I, we we all knew pretty much every song, I think, and it was interesting because let it happen. It played a lot of the campsite as well, didn't it? That became a bit of an anthem of the weekend. Yeah, you'd hear it everywhere. Like everyone seemed to... Well, we went to the <laughs> main <laughs> stage at one point. To look, we were looking for this Bowie tribute that didn't actually happen or it was a bit crap. Um, oh, yeah, that was Friday night. Friday yeah, and they played it? Let It Happen, or at least the, the yeah. first three chords of the song, about nine times, yeah. uh, just in a row. I don't know what they were doing, but it was yeah. annoying. Um, yeah, I saw Layla there. Shout out, Layla. Right. My cousin. Oh, yeah. So they finished... They No, the second to last song, the, the next time we saw the cannons, was Feels Like We Only Go Backwards. Was it? Yeah. That was a cannon moment. I mean, that, that was, was a brilliant. Moment. I think, I think, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. And that was, you know, for me, should have ended. It was amazing. Um, what was the finishing song? Um, but they finished on... Um, oh, just a look. Uh, and it's an annoying name uh, New Person Same Old Mistakes which is the one I don't know if I've said before that Rihanna did a little cover of or a karaoke yeah. version of on a new album um, <laughs> it is it's the same it's the same song with her vocal on it um, and I, as much as I do like that song they really should have finished it where they the song before because everyone was on a high everyone maybe I'm just saying this. Maybe a lot of people do love this album and that's their favourite song ever. But I guess that, you know, they're finishing it on the last song of their last album. So yeah. it know. makes sense. It's up there's, to them, of course. Yeah, I'm not going to tell them what to do. It, but I, it, it, it seemed like uh, it, things, the energy levels did go down a little bit. Near the I end. suppose there's... Um, in On the one hand, it's a bit telling that uh, their last song isn't my abiding memory of it. But at the same time... It certainly didn't ruin anything of it for me. Mm. I remember it as being Especially with the cannons going off Absolutely brilliant. Cannon. I caught some. I've got some in a pocket somewhere. They're everywhere. Uh, I told you. I, 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 I remember laughing to you that they kept going down my top. Yeah, which is amazing because it was like quite tight to you. Yeah, I know. I kept just like wafting up the bottom <laughs> and just like doing my own little I uh, I said cannon. to you when we were walking away, I always catch the things from the confetti machine things and I never know where they go. Why do I even collect them? I don't know where they are. So exactly yeah. what I always yeah. do. I, frame them. I grabbed some, put them in a pocket, and I've yeah. never seen them again. I don't know why I bother. Yeah. But um, a very good way again. I think it was Back to the Tent after that. And we were on a high, because no. we'd seen a lot of bands. It wasn't Back to the Tent. Uh, we stayed out. It was back. It was on to, I think we can both agree, yep. probably our absolute best moment. Did we go straight there? I feel like there was a... Oh, no, because there was an hour and we went there earlier. Yeah, we went straight there. So on from Tame Impala, we split from our crew 
They went yeah. off to see New Order. And we headed to West Holtz for um, something I... Uh, to say I had low expectations is the wrong phrase because I didn't. I thought it was going to be good. I thought it was going to be very good. But you weren't. But I you wasn't buzzing. I wasn't ready for what I was about to experience. Yeah. Which was whereas for me this was the one thing I wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, not the one thing, but it was the main thing I wanted to see over the week. Yeah. And that is Mr. James Blake. My word. Like I say, there are multiple reasons. Firstly, why I wanted to see him is because I before we get into it. I kept thinking he's going to have, like, a guest on. Like, he's he's definitely will. And he, I'm sure he'll have Justin Vernon on. I'm sure. And you're thinking, nah, he won't, he won't. I think I said to you, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. really not going to happen. Um, So we get there. We get really nice and close to the front. We got there really early. Yeah. I reckon About that, 45 minutes to 15 minutes Yeah, maybe minutes even early. longer, yeah. Like, really early. So we get a lovely little spot incredibly close to the stage and you can see the keyboards already set up on the stage yeah. and so we're, we're thinking oh my god no one's going to come so we're on the James Blake side of the stage and yeah it was really empty we were like oh god this is going to be awkward if it ends up mm. like this like there's no one here um, so we're kind of just stood there waiting for it to fill up having a little chat chat for about 5-10 minutes yeah and then Harry's like let's go forward a little bit yeah and then I see Tim lunge forward <laughs> yeah and grab I, a man in front of us yeah because i was like like i mean how many people are at glastonbury hundreds of thousands H- of people eighty thousand are here and unbelievably stood directly in front of us completely unbeknownst to me until we took like two steps forward was my very own cousin yeah. stefan shout out stefan who you hadn't seen for quite a while many years i knew he was there i think when we were carrying the really heavy bags on the first day yeah. I think I saw him. And I was really? just like, no, not now. <laughs> I'll cry if I have to go off path. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And there he was. And we had a lovely evening Yeah, with Stefan. Yeah. Watching James Blake we deliver. We had some drinks. Uh, I rolled up some joints. And... <laughs> and he went into... One of, one of... Just one of the best, most magical sets you could ever yeah. hope to see because we talked about how he's going to fill the stage and what's he what's he going to do yeah I was a bit skeptical because and... especially when I got there I mean when it was empty I thought alright he's definitely going to fill this mm. um, <laughs> and then it really filled up and I kind of looked around and suddenly this it's a funny stage though I thought because to me it felt a bit like it was kind of stuck in between a few other things yeah it's it like... kind of on the in a like cove isn't it it's yeah a bit weird so when we first got there and it was a bit empty, I was thinking, I don't really get this. And then by the time it filled up, I was I was into it. I thought, wow, this you know this is now a really big crowd. It's a really kind of brilliant moment. Yeah. And wow, wow. I think he really, absolutely killed it. He he blew me away completely. So he started with Life Round Here and he had this kind of extended version of it and he had these kind of extended versions of all of it. And the annoying thing is, is I want to go and watch that whole set again, but it, it, I don't think it will be as good. Because, do you remember the, these po- points where kind of, I would say, seven minutes of Life Round Here instead of the like three or four? And there was a bit kind of near the end where these, it would like build up and they just have these booming sections and there would be points where I'd turn back at Tim and be like oh, oh what is happening yeah. and like these the, these huge like bassy sections where you're yeah. basically like shaking and like he absolutely destroyed I, I said at the time James Blake's just won Glastonbury yeah like this like one of the best things I've ever seen in in everything I've ever seen yeah. musically he was absolutely sensational. Yeah. If I didn't see him. <laughs> it was absolutely... And it was only going to get better. Yeah. You can't put it into words. You really can't. Like, it, it was just... Yeah. It was just amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know what more to say about it. It was, it was just the most beautiful moment. Mm. Yeah. So you go, because you know, you know more of the catalogue. 
yeah. than I do. Well, so you can probably do it more justice describing quite it. quite a few um, songs from the second album. Was, I really, I really wanted DLM, but I think that was probably going to be pushing it because it's quite a slow song. Yeah, and Stephen wanted Retrograde, didn't he? Which I don't think he played I either. I think I'm not 100 sure. I thought it was near the end. I can't really remember. I started to go in a bit of a <laughs> a hazy time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he had. Okay, we'll start with the two guests he had on, and I'm. So there was a mi- a moment when he brought this. A guy called Trim on to sing over one of his songs. He was and, good. Uh, very good. Um, and then one of my favourite songs, Timeless, which I was really looking forward to, started playing. And then Vince Staples came out. And he's kind of making quite a big um, yeah, he's bit of noise at the moment. Bit of a splash, isn't he? Um, and as much as I really wanted to hear that song... I was a little bit annoyed when he came out because I was like, oh no, I wanted to kind of just hear this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he made it better and I was so happy and I was excited because the trim guy, he's good. Uh, I didn't know anything about him um, but I still was very excited that someone came on and was rapping over this because yeah. like, I've I've heard from James Blake before that he's very much into hip-hop and you can get that from the kind of... The yeah, beats very well connected as well. Very well connected. Um, annoyingly for a guy who seems a bit nerdy yeah yeah well, I <laughs> want to be well connected <laughs> very nerdy so then Vince Staples came on he absolutely killed his bit as well he was great and then really great it was the only rap I saw all weekend and he was great very very great so we got through a few more songs and then you kind of hear the beginning of I Need a Forest Fire and the thing was we had heard a song featuring Justin Vernon earlier in the set yeah. And it was just a sample. Yeah. So when we heard that, oh, we were like, oh he's, he's not going to be here. Yeah. And there was no kind of disappointment because we were just convinced he wasn't going to be there anyway. Yeah. So it was just like, I, I'd forgotten about it. And yeah. I thought, yeah, oh well. Shame. And but then it's not ruining anything. And then I Need a Forest Fire starts. And I was looking, I think I turned to you at this point and was talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I turned around. And Justin Vernon is just kind of walking on in his baggy clothes in and disguise, and his like cap a, on, yeah, cap low, sunglasses, massive hoodie, yeah. And I'm looking at him, it can't be. And it I, li- I turn around it and I literally go, oh my can't God, be. It's Justin Vernon, and I'm grabbing onto like both of you, and I'm like, that's Justin Vernon. Oh my God! And I, I just lose my shit. Oh my word! And and then what he starts singing, and. They the most beautiful voice you'll ever hear. Two of the most be- beautiful voices ever. Oh my god! Yeah, but just I mean, yeah, I mean James. And uh, maybe it was just from like we'd heard James Wade for quite a long time by that point. Oh, sorry, and Justin just... Cameron. It's just like he's another level. I and maybe again it's because of my fandom, as in like I like James Blake, but I'm not like a super fan. Whereas you like Justin Vernon. I love Bon Iver. As mm. I would call them, yeah, so much. And, and just there so, are, I've never I seen would them. Absolutely love to see. Yeah, I've never I seen them live. And just to someone, see. someone from uni went to see them once, and they said they were the best thing he's ever seen. And I can, I can completely imagine why. Mm. Um, and it was honestly when I saw that, I thought, this is okay. This can't be topped. Yeah, this is one of the best thing, nights I've now ever had ever. Yeah, having a a little drink, having your mate there. Was just um, it, was, it was beautiful it really was it was one of those moments you'll just remember forever forever and ever amen um, I didn't forever. want it to end no there was, that's why the ending and that kind of <laughs> bled out for me because um, I was just also because we were gone by this point <laughs> yeah we were just kind of away <laughs> in the clouds just kind of barely even listening just feeling it all yeah just this I don't know what was happening. I really don't know. I have no idea where I am. But the thing is, like, normally you would think um, if you were at a gig you were, like, super excited for or were, like, desperate to see and you'd got into a state where you couldn't really remember any of it, Mm. normally that would be a bit of a regret. But I wouldn't change that set for the world. It was just the most perfect thing. Really well. And it was, um, was it during Adele's set? Yeah. Yeah, which I I wasn't at all going to go and see. Yeah, but um, I think as much as I've heard Adele's set was great, you you guys missed out. 
<laughs> on the best show in the world. Yeah. So yeah, that was the, an absolutely perfect night to finish a Saturday. Yeah. A perfect set even to finish. I feel like we could have Saturday. potentially gone home at that stage and just been like, yeah. Yeah. Glastonbury's done. Glastonbury was great. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, yep. We went to see our gals, our gals, friends of the show, loves of our lives, apples of our eyes. Heinz, Heinzy poos, Heinzy poos, <laughs> and they were great. God, I love Heinz. Enchanting. They were very. Um, they really loved that they were there. That they. They were love that they're everywhere. The was it? That was the first time you seen them, right? Yeah. They love that they're everywhere. They are just the best. They're the funnest people. I fall in love with them so much. They said, um, oh, we talk a lot. And I was like, I, I could, have, could have just watched them talk. Yeah, like I know. There. And she was like, Amber fell on her ass. And <laughs> everyone like, loved it. Yeah. They were, I uh, fell on my hands and knees. <laughs> yeah, Carlotta was telling the story of how they all fell over in the mud, basically. Yeah. And um, was it Addy who was sick on the way yeah. to the set? And basically, they'd had a nightmare. One of their toenails had fallen off. Yeah, like the drummers, I think. Amber, yeah. yeah, it all it all kicked off basically. But they'd had a lovely time. They'd been there since Thursday, and their set was brilliant. They were so fun, and just brilliant. I just love them. Yeah. Uh, they're they are very much the female equivalent to watching Parrots live. They're just of course, yeah, infectiously energetic, fun. yeah. You just can't not love them. Mm. The best. So that was a brilliant way to kick off a Sunday. Yeah. And then we basically... Chilled it, out. Yeah, it started to rain. Ah, and yes. We, and we wanted to drink. So we uh, retreated back to the tent for quite a long drinking session. Closed the door. Got, got all the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got all the um, chairs in. Yeah. We had like a little... Um, we had a good little and, chat. And me and Harry time. shared a tent. So yeah. for the weekend, so and there was like a little. I had the bit, west wing, bit in between. I had the east wing because east side <laughs> with wing. East, east, east um, we um, had some good bants in there. Excellent bants, such memorable bants that I can't remember anything <laughs> of the inside Those jokes. Are the best parts. But shout out Jack and Hannah for their brilliant bants. So we went to Williams Green, and we saw Nightbeats, uh, a favourite of Jack's, a band who Jack has supported. Yeah. For people who don't know, Jack is in Buddha Blood. Shout out Buddha Blood. Lead singer and bassist for Buddha Blood. The only lead singer and bassist in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we went to see Nightbeats. Uh, I hadn't heard of them before. They were really good. Jack championed them quite a bit. Yeah, they were great though. They were kind of... Um, they both... The two guys, the bass player and the guitarist, looked... Inc- they were cowboys. They were cowboys. They were absolute cowboys. They were definitely themselves. cowboys. <laughs> but they were great. It was kind of psyche... Mm. Uh, garagey rock the bass player had my favourite phrase of the entire yeah. weekend <laughs> he, uh, I can't remember what he was talking about but he was like hey let's have a drink about it <laughs> <laughs> and now I try to use that all yeah. day every day Which, it just cracked me up let's have a it's drink right, about mate. it it's brilliant let's have a drink about it <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah that was good uh, yeah and then we a long way up to to the jump hill. Oh, it was long. Mm. We had a big highlight as we walked past the pyramid stage when Beck was playing. Yeah, and he we happened to be right in front of the stage when he played a FIFA song. Yeah, <laughs> which were being played everywhere, literally everywhere we went the entire weekend. Me, we Jack, going. and Harry turned to each other and went FIFA song. That's the song on FIFA Days. FIFA song. And they would be the really, really like far-fetched songs. Just yeah. you'd hear it in the background and be like, that's a FIFA song. FIFA song. For people who don't know, FIFA, football, PlayStation game. I know we have listeners all around the world, so... Or Xbox. Or Xbox. <laughs> yeah. But 
FIFA songs. It's got a great soundtrack, that game. Yeah. And the songs are everywhere. On our way up to Zijon Peel, we headed off to Mac DeMarco yeah. with. I'm going to point out this stage. No point. No time for food. No. It was a rush. No. Every time we thought about getting food in the day, we kept putting it off. So from about 1 p.m., we never ate until. I don't think I ate until I got back to the tent oh, late was, at night. I was ravenous by the time the I ate. I don't, that's all I know. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I was so hungry. I remember I bought a baguette for a stupid amount of money with a dry chicken in it at oh, 4 a.m. Oh, the driest looking chicken I ever saw. <laughs> just Jack unzipping the tent and you're there just like a horrible little gremlin of yourself. Just like looking at us while munching on a horrible dry chicken baguette. But you didn't come back to the tent yet. That's way later anyway. Yeah. Um, so we went to the John Peel and the set to end tracks show began yeah a man that i love very much it was mac demarco mac demarco absolutely brilliant and it wasn't the one to end for me no but no because you like it was the one to divide us because Uh, yes it was so many times i'm sitting there or standing there dancing along to mac and i look around and tim and hannah are looking down at the floor it was as if the worst thing in the world is happening in front of them. I don't want you to genuinely. destroy people's image of yeah. what it was like. But so. genuinely, um, I'm not going to use the word worst because I think that's unfair. Because every you know, music is subjective. Yeah, absolutely. But it was by quite a long distance the set I enjoyed least of the entire weekend. Yeah, although I thought it was really. I didn't generic. see anyone that I didn't enjoy. I thought it was really generic and dull. And I couldn't stand him. I really I disagree. really couldn't stand him. I mean, of course I disagree. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, but the, I said this to Jack. Um, about halfway through the set, I said, every time somebody doesn't like someone, they always say, their main comment is, every song sounds the same. And I always find that really interesting, because you said that. And I think... it did. It, every no, riff was the same. And... Whether Every you, riff isn't the same, but whether it's you, absolutely not true. Obviously, you know the differences between the songs, but certainly what, what you cannot dispute is that there is absolutely no variation in the format of every song. It's very, very generic. It's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, and that's it. Every single song, it never wavers. on a verse, so that's wrong. I'm going to get angry is, at you now. Whatever it is, <laughs> I don't think it's everyone generic. was... No. Exact, oh, God, the guitar was boring. They know. Are you like... joking? They did a whole song, right? When they all had a guitar and a bass, and they played it behind their heads, and they would just do did this absolutely random song say, I together. Feel, I feel like it's best. Not... They played like this heavy rock oh, song God. where they all just like the second to last song was the only song I liked in the entire set. I thought, like, again, it's all subjective. My subjective view of it was it was shite. I thought it was absolutely <laughs> dreadful. I do not get it. I and and what Tim's saying is he doesn't get boring Mac DeMarco. No, you can't keep saying <laughs> that. It's absolutely unfair. I it's I I felt really really perplexed by what I was watching because loads of people seemed really into it and I I was just like I, what is going on? It was it was yeah so far away from anything. Don't you... Uh, I won't get into this because I'm just going to get no, spiteful. Well, as much as I liked Ezra as a person, his music was very cheesy. And it was very um, kind like, of... It's like sub-par. 50s rock and roll. So if you if you treat 50s rock and roll as being cheesy, then fine. I just... 
I just felt like I've heard these things a million, not just from Matt DeMarco, just from boring bands that you see at rubbish gigs around town. I don't know. I think his his popularity speaks for itself. In yeah, he's of course. Not... Of course, there's something there's something that people are latching onto, but. I started off just listening to it musically because I didn't know the words and I found it musically generic and dull. And then I tried to, I thought, okay, maybe... But this is a, but then it, I it thought could maybe, be an interesting topic. Yeah, because... But then I thought maybe saying something interesting in the lyrics and God, the lyrics were bad. Like I was really trying to latch onto anything he had to say and he had nothing to say. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And I was just like... Because, you know, you talk about Ezra Furman. Yeah, Whether yeah, you yeah. think instrumentally he's interesting. He's well, got a very unique about view about the world and talks about things that no one else at the whole festival yeah, is talking I mean, not to. Every, not every musician has many, many poignant things to say. Though. It's not, you can't yeah. always judge people on that. But I think um, it's quite an interesting topic to maybe look at why people... Because I often sometimes don't like acts because I think like years and years played... Yeah. I think every single song of theirs sounds completely identical. Yeah. And Bastille, as much as I used to like them, everything's the same. Yeah. Um, but people like them and they do their own thing. And ju- maybe, I, th- I, I think when you don't, because let's be honest, and I'm not having to go at you not liking them because that's fine. You can not like them. Yeah. I do get quite defensive over the people, but I'll try not to. Especially but, when you're in love with them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think when you don't put in the time to listen to people and listen to their whole albums and things and you only listen to certain things or certain songs of theirs or whatever, you can often just think, oh, this all just sounds the same or this, this is generic or whatever. Yeah. But I think when you when you, I did feel when like when you grow bad, over yeah. six six to 12 months yeah. of listening to an album, you know the different parts sure. of the songs. And, and I, I accept that, but also my... And you're right, and I understand that that adds to your enjoyment of it because you've got a connection to things and there's certainly things that I have listened to a lot that I have more of a connection to than you know someone who gives it a first listen will but what I will say is there's so much music out there I cannot possibly imagine a circumstance where I'm like I'm going to give this album six months like I think if you if you don't a lot of the time if you don't um, feel the need to listen to something straight away you shouldn't yeah. push yourself. Yeah, of course. It's like with um, Catfish and the Bottlemen. I've heard a couple of songs. I can't be arsed with it. Yeah, but that's, and I won't yeah. ever go and listen to them. Yeah, and I think that's just yeah. how it is sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you just don't get on to you don't get on the bus with some songs. say about what you saw next and then I want to talk about another reason why I love Matt DeMarco so much <laughs> yeah yeah because I wasn't there for the next one so I can't slag it off no uh, what I saw next was Jake Bug yeah and Jake Bug was really great um, it also produced one of my uh, favourite comments of the entire weekend where <laughs> as we've mentioned Jack our companion is the lead singer of a band and Hannah his girlfriend uh, about two songs into Jake Bug's set and said, uh, he really reminds me of you on stage. And she went, oh, really? She went, yeah, he's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> Which was amazing. And that just like, I just thought, I'm going to love this now. But he was really, really great. Um, voice on point. Incredibly good guitarist. Um, a song that I wasn't expecting to be the highlight of the set, but absolutely was. Uh, Give Me The Love was which we played on the podcast before was absolutely fantastic and yeah really great it was nice to see him he did seem he was a bit 
uh, of a reluctant performer. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen. I think he he like headlined Reading, or he played like before the headlines of Reading. Yeah, and there was this big thing where everyone was chanting, "Just give us a smile," and like just he didn't do it for ages. Now. Just give us a smile. And eventually he did in the end, and people yeah. cheered and that. And I, I, I just think maybe because he's was he out there on his own? You have a band. He had a band, but he's very um, central and like. Yeah, he's very much out front. There's like a. <laughs> it made me laugh actually because he had a keyboard player who was so far to the left of the stage that he was barely on the stage, <laughs> like so far off. I kept forgetting he was there. Uh, the drummer was fairly central, and then there was like a bass player quite far back as well. So it was very much Jake Bug. I mean, he's a he's a solo artist, isn't he? As yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of a backing band kind of thing. Yeah, rather than a member of a band, so that's um, fair enough. But he, yeah, he was good. He was good. Okay. Notwithstanding the fact that I hate Coldplay with a passion, everyone I've spoken to since says that was a really magical set. Mm. And as much as Jake Bug was good, there is a little bit of me that thinks maybe I should have just given them a go. Yeah. And seen what happened. Mainly because I do know a few Coldplay songs from early stuff. and I th- You know, I don't know. I just wonder whether... You would have had a... a I wonder whether it was a wrist. moment rather than a musical... Choice, sort yeah. Of loving. Well... Because, you know, the, I was at the John Peel stage for that and it wasn't that full. Mm. You know, it was kind of maybe 60% capacity. Like I say, he was great, but I don't know. I wonder if that was one trick I maybe missed on the weekend. Mm. Well, I don't feel like I missed anything. No, because meanwhile, Harry was fainting in a nest. (laughs) I, as soon as um, Mac DeMarco finished, he announced that he would be doing a set up at the Crow's Nest, which, if you do not know, is... Up by the Glastonbury sign, there's this little kind of venue. And it is small. Yeah. It is, like, capacity 100 people or less. And Harry turned to us and said, I might go to that. Yeah. And me and Hannah said, there's no fucking way we're going to that. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah was like, I'm not going to go and watch that again. I'm just not doing like, it. Absolutely not. But then I was looking to Jack, and Jack was like, that's going to be amazing. And I was like, yeah. I remember when Jack went to see Toy there last year, and, he, and Jack was, like, sweating. He went and did this, like, mosh pit thing, and he said he had a great time. So I was like, I because can't miss this. N- enough of that, please. <laughs> so I got up there. A couple of people. And I spoke to this guy there, and we had a little chat, looking onto the whole of Glastonbury. It was lovely. It was a, it was really quiet up there, but you could see the fireworks going off at Coldplay. And so I, I, I go and stand at the front. I got about an hour still. I got up there so early, it was stupid. And then eventually, the place starts filling up, and Mac DeMarco turns up, and every everyone goes a little bit mad and kind of pushes forward. Okay, so that was the beginning of the feeling like you couldn't breathe but it was, wasn't too bad at the beginning so we waited waited for them to like set up and that and then they started and it, it just got a little bit mad <laughs> and uh then one of the best experiences of my life happened when everyone is i'm i've got a picture i'll put it onto the um thingy uh instagram so people can see how close i was but i was so close to the front that I was knocking his microphone stand into his face at one point um, because of getting pushed around so much. Um, and I had to kind of... There was a guy next to me that was like holding it for him and stuff. And it was a, it was kind of awkward, but who gave a shit? He didn't care. And then um, he had the mic down for a little bit and I sang a little bit of another one into the mic. So I basically sang with Matt DeMarco up on stage along with, like, another person. Um, Have you got the video of it yet? No. Did you find the girl? No. Stephanie. If you're listening, and I don't think you are... Stephanie! Your name is Stephanie, but I can't remember your second name. (laughs) Stephanie. It's definitely Stephanie. Um, Yeah, all I have is the picture of him right next to me. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Um, But the reason why that was... I didn't want to be seen as the person holding a camera and videoing something yeah. in front of the person. I, I don't know. It seems weird. You live weird. the moment. It's better. Yeah, it is. But I. Yeah, but also you want someone else to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so that was pretty incredible and you know you don't get those opportunities much and that's the great thing about Glastonbury is those things can happen quite a bit if you kind of keep an eye out keep an ear out like just get lucky sometimes yeah um and then before I knew it I was getting pushed to the middle and everything there was so packed in there it was it was stupid I I looked to the girl left of me and she was struggling she she went out before me uh, and then I felt water. It wasn't just sweat. It was water pouring down my face, like either side of my nose. I was absolutely boiling and everyone around me was. And I just had to get out. And it was halfway, kind of halfway through the set. Part of me wants to wish I stayed. And the other half of me would have preferred that I didn't die. So I, I got out and I was sweating like nothing else. And it was an amazing experience. Went back down the hill on my own. Got back to the tent and stuff. You lot were there. It was a really, really, really good time. Yeah. And it was something that if you, if you ever go and you hear about these little things, do. Yeah. Because you might regret not doing it. Of course. It. And regardless of my opinions, it sounds like the most beautiful, perfect way for you to yeah. end your live area yeah. of I could have the festival. gone to bed then, yeah. Instead, we had a ton of Jaeger bombs and headed out to Silent Disco. Yeah. <laughs> Got to love a Silent Disco. Yeah, it was fun. And that was that was it. Yeah. Wow. And then the next morning we went home. And little interesting note for everyone. Ever since Monday morning, I've had a numb little toe. <laughs> I've had acid reflux. <laughs> Harry's been pooing every ten minutes. Oh, yeah. Last couple of days were a little bit hard. <laughs> or soft. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my little toe on my left foot has been numb since I got home. So, uh, make of that what you will. I might have to have it amputated. I might not be able to walk. Well, Maybe I won't even make it to next week's episode of Track Show. Personally, I think it'll be okay. But, I hope so. Yeah. But if not, uh, pray for me. <laughs> So we are going to wrap up this episode. Yeah. A summary of, I think we can all agree, well, I can certainly say for myself, the best festival I've ever been to. Yeah. That was the best festival experience I've had, yeah. It was peak. This year we beat last year by a tonne, a tonne of miles. <laughs> it's all about the company, you know, and uh, I mean, what can I say? I <laughs> I was very much there this year, so... Yeah makes everything better uh, <laughs> but to close out this episode we're going to go back to where we started the first live act we ever saw at Glastonbury yeah it was the Smythes the Smiths and they happened to cover a Smith song which I feel like encapsulates the feeling of being home from Glastonbury Mm-hmm. I feel like in your heads you're already making the connections. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. I was happy in the haze of a drunken hour. But heaven knows this week I've been ruddy miserable <laughs> because I'm not at Glastonbury anymore. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Paraphrasing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's play it. Yeah. Is... Quickly, I just want to say uh, thank you, Glastonbury, for a great experience yeah. and all the hard work you put in. Yeah, exactly. And... There Especially are... through such a muddy period, I've heard that it was the muddiest yet. Possibly. I and also, I, maybe wrong, we should but... mention that uh, there's a bit of speculation going around that uh, Michael Evis coming out and singing with Coldplay may mean that he's hanging up his wellies mm. and not uh, organising another Glastonbury, which would not only be sad because he's a legend, but having been there for just the one year, I've seen that if there was ever a farmer who could put on a bloody good party, <laughs> it's this guy. And I don't think he's uh, quitting anytime soon. I really hope not. Uh, so thank you, Glastonbury. Thank you, Tracks listeners. Yeah. Thank you, Jack and Anna, for driving us there and back yeah. and being our mates. And thank you to everyone else who was at Glastonbury and made it so, so good. Absolutely. We, we hope your post-Glastonbury blues aren't as bad as ours. We owe it all to you.
And then I found a job And heaven knows 